<laughs> you guys too? Do you love that smile as much as I do? Hey there, patriots. I'm Melissa Red Pill the World. Let's get going here. With I'm with the Freedom Force Battalion. Those of you who have been here for all this seven years, whatever we've been doing, you know that. And for those who are new, check out freedomforce.live. We have great news for you. It's the great news about end times. It's the end times for them and a thousand years of peace for us. So here, as you go and check out this page right here, if you're new on this information, end times truth, the wonderful news in four minutes. I'm not going into it in this video today, but I tell all about it. And plus I have three books about it. This is the decode of revelation, the decode of the prophecy of about end times, and also what the minor prophets told us about it, and all the Bible stories told us. It was a clues right there. We just didn't know it. So definitely check into that, and all, as well as a thousand videos, <laughs> a thousand years apiece, and I have about a thousand videos over here about how this is biblical and also looking at the current events in the light of God's word. All right, so let's go, patriots. We're going to talk about the calm before the storm. We know the famous thing that President Trump said. He's lined up with all those generals, admirals, all these high-ranking uh, officers, and he says, this is the, uh, the, he says, do you know what this is? Do you know what you're looking at right here? And the of course, the, the, the lady uh, journalist says, no, Mr. President, what is it? He says, this could be the calm before the storm. There's going to be a storm. There's going to be a storm. And I hope that we're really, really close to it. I know you do too. Either way, we're going to keep fighting and we're going to, we're going to destroy them. That's what this whole thing is about. This is why this is so crazy. But interestingly, the um, official Fort Sill U.S. Army put out uh, yesterday, on the 28th of October, 2023, which was the Hunter Moon, they put out the calm before the storm. <laughs> like they're getting ready. We'll see. I'm ready. Yes, it's before it. Does that mean it's coming up this week? I sure hope so. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? And it is it's the seventh anniversary of President Trump's election on Wednesday. Just saying that. <laughs> And uh, we just love it. The calm before the storm on the day of the hunter moon. Last month, I, I missed it. Uh, last, last month was the harvest moon, the harvest of the wicked. And now the hunter moon, let's go hunting for them. How about that? How about that? So this is a post that you might not have seen, post 151 from November 14th. Again, that date gets very could be interesting. That is actually uh, the next Tuesday, uh, Tuesday uh, a week from now. How do you capture a very dangerous animal? Do you attack it from the front? No. No. And that's one of the things I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to show you lots of President Trump's comms and how you can see through them, okay? Because you can't, he can't say so many things. But we've learned from the board, and some patriots have forgotten, but we've learned who our enemy is. And we have to, we can't get distracted by looking at this shiny object or that shiny object that the mainstream media gets us all off on and so we have to focus on who is our enemy and keep our focus there that's who we are uh, we're trying we're working on destroying and that is who our president is talking about too all right so here we go do you ta attack it from the front no do you walk through the front door no do you signal ahead of time that you'll be attacking no how do you distinguish between good and bad so this, there's more to that post but that's you know we he's got to play this so smart he is a genius, and it's so funny. You know, when you listen to him, he he says it 
so many times the same way. Like he, he many times he'd say, oh, well, we, we, uh, this wouldn't have happened if I was the president. Okay. So that means what that means for us is this is happening under the Biden administration because people wouldn't have understood if it was happening under President Trump's administration, but it had to be. It had to be where we cleaned out all the criminal operation going on in Ukraine. There's still some people who were buying into the fake news of supporting Ukraine and hating on Putin. But the truth is Putin did the dirty work of going in there and cleaning out the trafficking of children, the trafficking of drugs, the trafficking of all this arms and, and all the all the money laundering that has been going on in Ukraine for years, one of the big heads of the cabal. And now saving Israel for last. Here we are on Israel. We've been told this is the last, but he's not going to say, oh, I'm coming to attack you. <laughs> Hello. But I'm going to show you some clues that I think you'll really, really like. Now, this is a possibility. Here we are on the 29th of October, and it's possible, possible that this the 1030 arrest on Monday is tomorrow. <laughs> Like it could be like what? Was it say midnight? I should go and look at that. Was it midnight? Yeah, it could be. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it would be great. I would be happy if it was. Let's look at it real quick while we are while we are on. I have so many posts, so many things on here. Let's see, post 34. There he is. Let's see. Okay, that's not the one. It does say it's slated to occur 11.3. So I'll show you that one too. Um, you know what? I'll pause it real quick because I, I want to see this real quick since I got my <laughs> self off track already and had me start the video two minutes. Okay, here it is. October 28, 2017. It talks about Hillary Clinton will be arrested at seven, between 7.45 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday, the morning of October 30th, 2017. And since HRC extradition already in motion, effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run, passport approved to be flagged, effective 10.30 at 12.01 a.m. That's midnight. Expect massive riots organized in defiance. Okay, so the, the riots wouldn't happen until later on if when people heard the news. All right, so... I'm just telling you what the posts say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you what the posts say. So this one is right here. This one, oh, this one right here says the primary fallout is slated to occur 11.3 upon the arrest announcement of Mr. Podesta and likely Hillary also, that they would be arrested at the same time. And so, but the announcement wouldn't come until 11.3, which is Friday. And that could be the, uh, the, Completion of the MAGA promise. This all fits. We'll see if it actually happens. Because I'll tell you one thing. What's going on in Gaza can't continue. It's just, it's so evil. And I'm going to show you some clues about what President Trump said about that. Okay, so, um, yeah, the MAGA promise, which is to arrest the criminals. If, the, if there's a MAGA promise, that's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the promise. And then Election Day is on Tuesday the 7th. And then it's eight, uh, seven years since uh, President Trump was elected here coming up on Wednesday, the 8th of November. And then, of course, we have 11-11, which is Veterans Day. And then we have the 14th, which I was just showing you a post about that, which was, anyway, something. <laughs> anyway, so many posts. Leads us to think that something big could be happening. We've already been through this 
Amazing Red October, and it, we believe that it's done in 30 with the cleaning of the house. So, we'll see, because McCarthy and all of his ilk cannot stop what is coming. They can't stop this. And so here you go, you've got um, Mike Johnson in place, and he's not going to stop what President Trump is you know, doing. And, and it's just a very interesting pieces of the puzzle coming together on this amazing worldwide chessboard. All right, so this is where President Trump starts talking about one day we will terminate every single Biden border policy and we will begin the single largest domestic deportation operation first. Actually, let me do this one first. This is where he's saying we're going to end war. Check this out. And we're doing it because we want to start peace. We're not going to start wars, but the wars have to be finished oftentimes before the peace. And if you don't do the wars, the peace doesn't happen. And if you're not going to be tough and ruthless like they are, it's not going to happen. Who's he talking about like they are? He's talking about the cabal. And Hamas is the arm of part of uh, one of the arms of the cabal. They have many. Okay. And so when you get, don't get caught up on ISIS and Hezbollah and all these different names, think cabal. It's always them. It's, they are the ones who fund this and organize this and, and have this as their proxies to, to start all this mayhem. Okay. So let's just keep that in your mind because it can get really confusing and it's intentionally, uh, it's intended to confuse. Okay. But we are not confused. We've been following this for such a long time. We know that the cabal has these, these players that to do their dirty work and then to blame them so that they can do whatever they want to do, which is currently attacking Gaza. All right. But he's saying that we're going to end it, but we have to go through the war first. It has to be. And the question is why, because I just want, everybody wants ceasefire. I'm going to show you the UN had a, a vote and almost all the countries said, we've got to ceasefire. Well, We've got to, it's got to be, it's, it's like threading this needle. It's like this game of chicken. We've got to show the world and it looks like most of the world realizes, but America is still asleep. It's got to be so obvious to majority of Americans. So this is really this, this game of chicken on that, like on that, that movie, um, Red October with the torpedo. You just can't flinch. You can't, you've got to know when to turn when to do, to pull this trigger. Okay. So he's telling us that if you listen very carefully, you'll know that that's exactly what he's saying. I'm going to play it one more time. And we're doing it because we want to start peace. We're not going to start wars, but the wars have to be finished oftentimes before the peace. And if you don't do the wars, the peace doesn't happen. And if you're not going to be tough and ruthless like they are, it's not going to happen. We have to stop it. We have to end it once and for all. Once and for all. Once and for all. End times and a thousand years of peace. No more wars. As it says, Isaiah 2 verse 4, they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not rise against nation and neither will they train for war anymore. The end of war. That's what he's talking about. Not just for four years, for his administration. This is talking about the crossroads of humanity where we are moving into this millennial kingdom where we will not have wars anymore. 
That's what we're taught, what he's talking about. This is the war to end all wars. And I know I'm very, very thankful for all these people who are rising up and saying you cannot go and destroy. It's not a war going on, really. It's, it's, a, it's a genocide. And actually, I learned a new word, democide. I found out democide. I'm going to show you the definition in a minute. It's, it, it's where it's a government that is destroying a, a certain race, a certain group of people. All right, so I want you to see that's what he's, that's what he's saying. Under my leadership, we will not squander our strength by trying to build democracies or quicksand like we try to do. Let's take over a country and let's make it into a democracy. How does that work out? Not too good? Or turn Baghdad into Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Doesn't work out too well. But we What's he saying there? So many times, I mean, it's always, the CIA has been running Iran, North Korea. All these countries are run by these this criminal network. This is what he, whether you call the CIA or whatever. He's calling it. He's calling it the CIA. He's calling them out. But it's the cabal is running this. All these countries. It doesn't work out too good, like he says. Okay, that's what he's saying. Work out not too good, or turn that like we try to do. Let's take over a country and let's make it into a democracy. How does that work out? Not too good. It sounds like he's saying turning it into a democracy. They have no intention of turning it into a democracy. They have the intention of running it. And, and using it for whatever purposes they want and stealing all the assets and enslaving all the people, okay? And he's saying it's never worked out. You know, my dear friend is from Iran, and she's like, we don't want the, uh, the CIA running our country, right? And so it, it ha we've got to get the CIA out of every country, or really the cabal. Or turn Baghdad into Palm Beach. Palm Beach doesn't work out too well, but we will use American power to deter those who would harm our people. To every American who is terrified that Joe Biden's catastrophic weakness will bring our country to ruin, and it's closer than it's ever been. I believe it's closer than ever to ruin. I believe it's closer than ever to World War III. And I will stop World War III. You will not have World War III. I can... Okay, so what's he saying there? He's saying that it's been brought, bringing, it's being brought to ruin. It's closer to ruin than ever before. What is he talking about there? I'm going to show you that here in just a second too. The financial ruin, as far as what he's talking about, as far as removing the the corporation, the U.S. corporation is close to ruin, close to being defunct, gone, and so it cannot, it can no longer operate. On the 17th. Uh, we're looking at the calendar, right? Don't forget the 17th is a very interesting date because that's when it's 45 days from when they did the continuing resolution, when they will have no more money. They'll have no more money to run their, their criminal operation. So I'm going to show you more about that in a second, but so this is what he's talking about. That, and so I have to listen very, very carefully with, and, and, you know, with all the things that we know listening with those with those ears let him who has ears to hear let him hear let hear it within the context of everything we've we've learned for the past six years okay and because right here uh, on the 20 uh, the 28th what is it what was it uh let me look again this is the anniversary of the beginning of the cube posts was was right at, at october 28th we're right at you know six years that we've been so we should know and be able to see through what he's saying and not listen with the old ears, listen with the new ears of who is our enemy, who are we fighting, what is going on. We're bringing down this corrupt government, and it's close to ruin. It's very, very close to ruin. 17th basically is the ruin of this 
U.S. corporation that we've all been in the stranglehold to. So do we have to wait till the 17th? I hope not. <laughs> okay, but I'd rather wait till the 17th of October than to wait for another year. But anyway. All right, so now the next thing he was saying is one day we will terminate every single Biden Porter border policy and will begin the single largest domestic deportation operation. Now, okay, so on this, think about this. I wonder if he's saying, you know, Think of, the, think of the big picture. Think of end times and a thousand years of peace. Think of the millennial kingdom. Think of all the people who've come here. And I have dear friends who are here who, who had to leave their homeland because it became untenable. They couldn't stay there. It was so awful. Either they couldn't financially stay there for one reason or another, you know, because of the cabal, or they, 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 they lost all their freedoms and they couldn't stand to live somewhere where they didn't have any freedoms. Imagine people can go back to their home, to their, to their land. You know, we'll just have to see them on, you know, on Zoom or whatever, if they, if they, when they go, you know, if they want to go, if they want to stay, then that's, you know, but it's, he's not just talking about these criminals. Yes, he's talking about the criminals too. He's talking about these criminals have to go, okay, but those are going to Gitmo. Okay, the criminals are going to go to Gitmo. We're not going to put these criminals back, you know, uh, into these countries to have them do mayhem there. That once we have them here, once we have them, thank you for coming here. So now we can nab you and put you in in Guantanamo Bay. Okay, you see what I'm saying? But the other people who who left their land because they were afraid of the cartels or in just uh, look at the journey they took because it was just so horrible where they lived. They will go back and be in their homeland where they'll be safe and they'll have what they need. This is what I'm talking about for the millennial kingdom. So think when you listen to him, think with those ears of where we are headed. I'm so glad that we're here together on the Freedom Force Battalion because you guys know the truth of end times, which is this is the end times for them and a thousand years of peace for us. This is what it's talking about. If you haven't seen those videos, go on my channel. We're doing, um, we're doing, uh, small group studies and we've gotten through like chapter four on that. We're doing that once a month. We also have uh, the revelation playlist. I have, you know, anyway, you can also listen to the audiobooks right here. So you can really get this fully steeped in your mind Steeped is like when you take a tea bag and you soak it. Well, you don't just dunk it once. You dunk it and you soak it and soak it and soak it. So you get all the flavor. You have to get the flavor of the end times. Okay, so take it and, and really soak it in. Soak it in. Okay, all right. So I want you to see that. What is, let's listen to what he says. I'll terminate every single on day one. We're going to terminate every single open borders policy of the Biden administration. And we will begin the single largest domestic deportation operation in American history. We have to. We have to. But so he's, he's saying more than that. Every, it's, it's, the Bible is very clear that the people will be able to live in their land. The, when it talks about the Israelites returning to their land, it's talking about people being able to live in their homeland and be free and to not be in debt servitude. This is the big picture. And and people, you know, most people don't have that big picture, but we do. We do. All right, so now he's talking about, oh, this is so gross, the golden shower. The fake dossier by Hillary, right? She hired some guy that admitted, I'm sorry, it was fake. How about going home to my wife on the shower, you know, the golden shower, they called it. And I had to explain that 
to our great first lady. I had to explain, they said, sir, they said when you were in Russia. Well, I was with us, I was there for so short a period. And they said this thing with the golden shower. And I said, I didn't care about the other stuff. The other stuff was, you know, nuclear. This, I didn't worry about that. The golden shower was a problem for me. <laughs> and I said to our great first lady golden, she said, nope, that one you didn't do. See, I'm a germaphobe. She said, that one you didn't do. So she knew immediately I had no problem there. He's so funny. He's such a comedian. He's such a comedian. But he said several things in there. Did you catch? He's called, he calls Melania the first lady. She's still the first lady. How about that? Just saying. But don't, did most people still call their wives, you know, the first lady? Does Bush call his wife the first lady? She's the first lady. We know that. We know that. Of the, of the sovereign of the, of the sovereign states of you know, United States of America, not the corporation. All right, so I want you to see that. And here, he, this, he brought up something about how, are, he asked, why are they going after the Catholics? Well, this man started to, you know, he shouted out something, and he, um, he said, oh, I like this guy, you know, and he was talking about how, it was, he said something about the FBI. He says, don't stand up, sir. Don't stand up. Don't stand up. The FBI will come after you. Don't stand up. I promise to protect you. Did y'all catch that? How? Okay, ostensibly, he can't even protect himself. He's being, you know, supposedly, you know, all these these uh, trials. Was it four trials right now? You know, uh, all these indictments, however many, 90-something indictments, 1,500 years or something crazy, whatever it is. He can't even protect himself, right? I promise to protect you. What does he mean? Because we know that he's in he's in power. Okay. That's that's an interesting tell right there, don't you think? That's an interesting tell. I will I promise to protect you. Supposedly he can't even protect himself. So that's very interesting. Why would he say that unless he he was he had the power? Okay. Again, we're not talking about that he has a completely uh, the, what we're waiting for is the complete eradication of the cabal when they're behind bars and they're you know by everything I could tell they're not behind bars yet. Okay. So and I know a lot of people think they are, but I, they, once they are, peace will settle over the earth. We'll stop all this mayhem. All right. So then all of the resident aliens who joined in the pro uh, pro jihad pro protest, uh, Donald Trump says, we will find you and we will deport you. Anyone who supports this kind of mayhem, this kind of killing, indiscriminate killing, you know, those people must be deported. And so I don't know, you know, and you have to, you have to listen very carefully to each person just because they want to protect the people of Palestine doesn't mean they, they are pro, uh, jihad. Okay. A lot of these people who are marching, they're not pro jihad. They're not for the, the indiscriminate killing. They're not for that. There are some who are, there are some who are, and those are the ones he's talking about. I will cancel the student visas of Hamas and sympathizers on college campuses. The college campuses are being taken over. And all of the resident aliens who joined in the pro-jihadist protest this month, nobody's ever seen anything like it. Come 2025, we will find you and we will deport you. We will deport you. Anyone who is pro, who, who wants to have the indiscriminate killing. Anyone. 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 Those who are indiscriminately killing in Gaza. 
anyone who's indiscriminately killing the Armenians, anyone who's indiscriminately you know, just, just killing without going through due process. I'm going to show you some. Ugh, I've got so much to show you. Um, but yeah, this is at the Republican Jewish Coalition. And, you know, they, there are these wonderful Jewish people. They don't, they don't want indiscriminate killing. There are some who are fake Jews who do want indiscriminate killing. And he knows, President Trump knows the, the ones who are naughty and who's nice. He's pre, President Santa Claus. He, he knows. He's got all this information. He knows it all. He has it all. So, um, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to show you before, let me, let me stop. Let me play it again. Come on. Oh, there was something he said in the middle. I will cancel the student visas. Oh, he said that the, the, the universities are being taken over. Is he talking about with, with, they think he's talking about the, is being taken over by, by these uh, radicals. And, and okay, to a certain extent, but I think there's something else going on because we're taking back everything. We're taking back our, our, uh, you know, our, to our, our universities too. So that's an interesting thing. Wait for him to say it. So you have to listen very carefully. We're taking, we're taking it back. And so many times he says, do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening? Listen for that. Cause he's one, he doesn't, he doesn't always exactly say that this is evil or whatever. He says, do you see what's happening? So listen carefully for that because that's a clue that something may be happening that is, does not necessarily uh, align with what they think he's meaning. I hope that makes sense. So here is what I just showed you the other day from The Economist magazine from uh, 2012 where they had these paragliders. And you've got on here, you hope you can see it, it says Hamas is right here. And then they've got Netanyahu on a paraglider too. It's clear as crystal that this is the same. He, the Zionist Israel pays for Hamas. They paid for it. They paid for it. They started it then, and they're still paying for it now. This is this is who is running this, all this, and all this mayhem, all this destruction. Uh, like, here it's got the capital destroyed. Well, they are their plan has always been, we've known Agenda 2030, that they are going to, they're attempting to lock down all of humanity because they're, financially, they are... Um, every, every bank is up to their eyeballs in debt. It's all been, all the goodies been scraped away by the, by the ones at the top. And they're like, go make more money. They have their minions. You go make more money. Well, how do you do that? You have to, uh, you have to reset all of the, uh, currency throughout the world and you have to put everyone in, uh, where they don't own anything and they have to be happy about it. <laughs> Right. So anyway, so this is, this is what the Economist magazine said was going to happen. They, that was their plan. They've been working this plan, the plan of agenda 2030, and they are still on the plan, but it's going to boomerang on them. And just like the word of God says, just like the red October movie says, it's going to, they're going to destroy themselves. This is what the word of God says. All right. So president Trump has another way that he's been saying it. Look at this FF. So great to have have the endorsement of the wonderful Larry Elder, respected by all. He has so much of importance to say, especially when it comes to fathers and families. Okay, maybe if he just did this once, it'd be a, it's, you know, I wouldn't make that big of a deal of it. He's done it now, I think, six times. He's done Failing Forbes twice. He's done uh, uh, Fox first. 
and then he did fathers and families, and then he also did here this one, um, Fox and Friends. And he's constantly doing the FF. What is he telling us? He's telling us this is a false flag. I know this is awfully big. Let me see if I can make it a little bit smaller. False flag. What does that mean? Sometimes the events don't happen, but in this case, um, it, it's just it's so hard to know. But the point is, it's it is an event that is used by the criminals to blame someone else so they can do their whatever they want to do. In this case, this event that happened in Israel, this is this is a this allowed them to go in to start bombing Gaza, which is what they wanted to do to begin with. This is why they call it a false flag, and they are blaming Hamas when they are paying Hamas. And they're saying, oh, we are, you don't want to allow us to protect ourselves. You don't think that we should be able to, and we're for peace and all this, which this is exactly what a criminal does. This is what, you know, the, it's really satanic to do evil to someone and then with a straight face saying, but I'm for peace when they're literally at the robbing someone at gunpoint. But I'm for peace. I'm for peace as I steal from you. I mean, this is what, or how as I, as I bomb you. Okay, so this is unfortunately what a lot of people are still not waking up to. It's, it's really maddening, but this is what President Trump is trying to say when he keeps posting about the FF. He's like, come on, how many times do I have to say it before you guys get it? This is a false flag. This is an operation by the cabal. I've been telling you this this whole time. You guys have read over 4,000 posts on the board. Why do you not get this? It's, and it's just, I guess the brainwashing is so real. Okay, but this is what we've been told on the board. Why do they persecute me so? They got blood on their hands after all of this, and and again, this is not the regular people. I, I don't want anyone to, the regular Jewish people are wonderful. It's the cabal. It's the head of the cabal. The ones who live in Israel, many of them are completely uh, tyrannized. They, they're, they were marching. They were going out to march against Netanyahu just before this happened on the Feast of, of Tabernacles, Simchat Torah, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. I had just been, remember I was just posting that day that when I was coming back, remember from, from our trip to see our mom and, um, I'm like, Oh, this is, we're celebrating Simchat Torah. And that was the day that was when this had happened. This is, they use these dates for their, they think of them as their dates to do their evil. But this is what we've been told on the board many, many, many times. And this is why they hate the board because it's, Oh, it reveals it. And unfortunately most Many of the patriots are missing it. That's just the truth. This is what the Lord said in his word in Revelation 3, verse 8 and 9. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. In other words, nothing can stop what is coming. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. How about that? They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love. This is what the the Lord said in his word. There are some who will hijack the name for their evil purposes. I just was mentioning this yesterday that my friend woke up and she was so distraught, so distraught. So be prepared that your loved ones, your friends are going to likely be waking up and they are going to be so upset to find out some of these things. And it's really, it was really, I mean, tears and 
wailing. It was awful. It was awful. And so she, I was able to talk her down off the ledge. I mean, it was so, it was, it was really bad. And so really, she was really, really upset. And so, um, you know, so now I said, we're, we're, there's a military operation. We have to remove these people. These criminals are going to be removed. That's what this MAGA promise is all about. And so be prepared that you'll have to maybe help some of your friends and family. So, um, but we also started talking because this is really a very important point. She's been listening to the news, her, her the news that's, that's, that's force-fed to her about BLM, for example. And it's a complete completely different from what we've heard about BLM. We've learned certain things. We know what certain things that happened on January 6th, but she's gotten a completely different narrative. Okay. So we've both been thinking, well, they're the criminals and they're thinking, well, they're the criminals. And so we've been, they tried to keep us divided. What if the FBI was in control of both of them? What if the FBI hijacked BLM to make it look like a big, you know, burning down stuff when the, the people were just by and large, most of the people were just out there trying to protest what had happened. What if the same thing, we're trying to protest a fraudulent, fraudulent election and it gets turned into something and talked about that is, oh, it's this horrible, you know, these, these criminals, whatever. So just be prepared that you and I have, have only heard one side of the story in many cases. Okay. And that's what we all have to come to grips with, with is we'll come together because we'll realize that we've all been lied to. We've all been misled. But these people have taken the name. They've hijacked the name. They're Edomites. They, and it's not about bloodline. It's about that they've chosen to take the mark of the beast to do evil. There are many of the, uh, this is what the mark of the beast is, the mark of pure evil. It's not a jab. It's not any of that. It is the mark of, the, of, of pure evil to, to, to attack someone and then to say, you're persecuting me, that kind of thing. Okay, so um, I wanted you to see that this is what the Lord said in his word. Clearly there are those, but they will have to admit that we are the ones that the Lord loves. Okay, um, he's, he's going to, uh, he's talking about al-Baghdadi was killed and he was gone. He's talking about all these proxies for the cabal. This is what he's talking about, the, the proxies for the cabal. And the leader of ISIS, you remember they were looking for him for years and years before I got there. Al-Baghdadi, we killed him. He was gone. We eliminated the world's top terrorists, the most brutal terrorists of them all. The Iranian butcher, Soleimani, we, we eliminated him. Uh, he's the father of the roadside bomb. Whenever you see a soldier or a civilian or anybody without the legs, without the arms, he's the one. He caused 94% of it, they say. He was, uh, he loved those roadside bombs. That's what he loved. And, uh, mm. So they're also talking about Hezbollah. I don't, maybe I have another, another tape of him saying that. ISIS, Hezbollah, Hamas. All the people in the Middle East know that President Trump removed them so that they could not cause their mayhem. Their mayhem was being done by the, it's really, they're proxies for the cabal, okay? And all the people in the Middle East know what President Trump did, and they had peace. This is why they signed the Abraham Accords, because they said, let's just do it the President Trump's way, because then we can have peace in the Middle East for the first time and, and stop all this mayhem. But then the criminals all came back under Biden because it's the cabal, right? That's why we have to destroy them once and for all. All right, so I want you to see that. Let's see what this one is. Um, the killers responsible for the horrible massacre will burn forever in the pit of hell. They're going to burn forever. A long time. <laughs> long time. 
Yeah, forever. That that is a long time. He's uh, is that the understatement of the world? One hundred and ten percent. Let there be no doubt the killers responsible for this horrible massacre will burn forever in the eternal pit of hell. They're going to burn forever. Long time. Long time. On that terrible... There you go. On that... he They're going to burn in the pit of hell. What politician do you know who talks like that? These he He's not playing. These people... And he's, he's, this is truth. This is the truth. These people will end up in hell. This is what this movement is all about. This is what the book is all about. This is what the the decode revelation is about is end times for them. End times as in they will be cast into the abyss. What is the abyss? The abyss is hell. This is revelation 19. Revelation 19 has an amazing uh, sign and it actually is happening right here on, on, uh, on November 17th. It's one of these signs. Potentially, it's, it's happening on that day. There says of an angel standing in the sun, calling for all the ones to, to eat the flesh of kings. In other words, to destroy all these kings and rulers and the cabal who've been running the world and causing all this mayhem. On November 17th, this sign potentially is the very sign it's talking about from, from Revelation 19. All right, so we'll we will watch and see if that's the one. So this is the one President Trump was talking about. They'll burn in hell forever in the pit. All right, so this one is where he's saying you draw you spill a drop of American blood and we will take a gallon of yours. Now most people think that he's talking about just the people of America. He is, but he's talking about any innocent life. You take an innocent life, you will pay a serious price. In blood, we will spill a gallon of yours. We do not. That's what that's what's going to happen. He is uh, he's been talking about retribution, and that's what that is. And they know it. They know it. And I think that we are going to see more and more suicides because they realize this. They've tried everything. Nothing has worked. And they don't. They just as soon check out themselves. We'll find. We'll wait and see. All right. So here's President Trump. I think this is the one where he's talking about the fat pig. He's so funny against him or the Democrat. We're leading him by a lot. So he indicted me for no reason whatsoever, including the local ones. I got four indictments and some court cases, all because of politics. Now think of this. Did anybody ever hear of Al Capone? Scarface. This was not a nice person. Al Capone, if you went out to dinner, if he didn't like you, he'd kill you, okay? I didn't like the way he smiled. Take him out, take that uh, out. I don't want to use the bad language. If I do, I, you know, I get myself in a lot of trouble. You know who gets angry at me when I do that? The first lady. Darling, you don't have to use a bad word. You don't have to use a bad word. But I get myself into a lot of trouble, too. If I say even the word hell, hell, if I say hell, I get, they say, oh, he used a terrible word. I remember with that. Chris Christie, a guy shouts out. Because they don't want to talk about there's there there is a punishment for for sin, for sin against God. It, the, the the hell is reserved for those who have taken the mark of the beast. In my opinion, this is the, what what I believe this is really the the hell is reserved for not fools and brainwashed idiots who are who are tyrannized and 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 confused. It's for those who have chosen to join in league with demons. Okay, so now he's going to talk about the fat pig. He's a fat pig. Now we shout it out. Chris Christie is a fat pig. 
Then they shouted out, Bill Barr is a fat pig. He's a slob. He's a fat pig. You're not allowed to use the word fat. You're not allowed to say that. So they say, Bill Barr, sir, he's a fat pig. And I say, listen, Bill Barr is not a fat pig. Chris Christie is not a fat pig, sir. I defend them. And the press goes crazy because they say, how can we criticize him? He's actually defending. But I said that because I just heard somebody call somebody a fat pig. No, we're not allowed to call those guys fat pigs. <laughs> he just, as he just called them fat pigs like 10 times. You can't use the word. That's so funny. He's so funny. He's hilarious. He's like a comedian, isn't he? Okay, so on this one, this one he's talking about, um, I'd rather be with you. Check it out. Trump hater. We had a guy there, star witness. Did you see? It was like Perry Mason. Did you see? Yes, I lied, he goes. I, I lied. I lied. He's practically crying. I lied. I said, that's the end of the case, right? The judge says, no, it's not. The judge is going crazy. But this is what I have to put up with. I can have a nice, easy life. He's about Cohen in, the, in, in his whole bogus trial that's been going on, but which has kept him in front of the news, which is very interesting. And then on the door, it says 300, which is super cool because that's like a, the number of the Gideon's army. And so they were, he's in there doing battle, but it's, it's, he's, what they thought is they would keep him so busy in court that he wouldn't be able to, to fight the battle, but that, that didn't stop him. That didn't stop him at all. I wouldn't be here with you right now. I might be at the top of my beautiful hotel down the road, right? I'd rather be with you, to be honest. I'd rather be But in life, you have to do what you have to do. Like, for instance, you have to improvise. I'm improvising tonight. I got this stuff. This, this is the darkest looking valley I've ever seen right here. <laughs> you cannot even see there's a folder down there. So you improvise. You put it up here and you pretend that there's nothing happening. And then you don't read it anyway, because when you read this stuff, it's no good. Okay? <laughs> so you do 99% of it without it. But you take a look at uh, the Oval Office. Anyway, he's so funny. He's so funny. But yeah, I'd rather be with you. Isn't that beautiful? Have you have you ever heard of, of a politician who says such a thing? I'd rather be with you. I have billions of dollars. I could be doing anything, but I'd rather be with you. It's true. I'd rather be with you. Isn't that beautiful? Who loves our president? Me. Okay. Uh, here and then at the end, he says he loves us anymore. Get out and vote. 2024 is the most important election in the history of our country. Thank you. I love you. Make America. Thank you. I love you. Who does that? Okay. You named me one politician. I mean, even, even Ronald Reagan, he didn't just go out and say, Oh, I love you. He just didn't, you know, who does that as our wonderful president Trump. Make it great again. God bless you all. Thank you. God bless you all. Love it. I love you. God bless you all. All right, so this one is where, which one is this one? I forgot I had this one. Safer place. Today the world is, today the world is blowing up all around no matter where you look. If I were president, the attack on Israel would never, ever have happened. I think you believe that, right? I think you believe that. Ukraine would never have happened. Inflation would never have happened. The most embarrassing moment in our history the inept withdrawal, the way they withdrew, not the fact that they were getting out. I Never would have happened. This, all these things had to happen. 
we had to destroy the economy we had, because it's the co- the corporation. We'll talk about that in just a second. We had to destroy the 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 U.S. corporation economy th- because we have to set we have to be set free from this corporation where they have nothing else to do except stand there. And this is what it says very clearly in Habakkuk: they'll be left penniless and helpless. All right, so it, it, we had to we had to have Ukraine cleaned out. Wouldn't have happened if he had been there. Same thing with Israel. He says, wouldn't have happened. This has to be exposed. This is the war to, to really more than anything to, to, to get the people. Because if we end up going through all this and then they turn around and cause us to have civil war in all the countries, which that's exactly what they're wanting, is for us to say, oh, look what they're doing and we'll fight each other. They would love nothing more than that. They would love nothing more than that, okay? That's what he can't have. He's got to wait until we are awake where we're ready to just to destroy them, to take them. That's the point, okay? We have to destroy the, the true evildoers and not each other. That's what that's always, always happened is that we get in a war with each other and that's they, we can't play, we can't be stupid. And he is threading this needle. He is, you know, like I said, this giant game of chicken. It's, it's the Red October torpedo, right? Interesting that Elon Musk provides Starlink to internationally recognized humanitarian and organiza- aid organizations in Gaza after Israel cut off Gaza's electricity. You may not even know that, but this is, uh, it's all over Instagram and TikTok that Gaza... Gaza's electricity was turned off by the Israel. They are just doing, you know, under the under the guise of saying that we have to do this. We're trying to protect ourselves. I mean, this is like crazy, over the top. Anyone who's got who's looking can see this is this is this is murder. This is genocide. This is democide. Um, Israel are now uh, are now trying to prevent Elon from providing Starlink to assist in a humanitarian aid. I saw that there were some on a video. I saw that some people came in to do uh, like a, a humanitarian aid, and they were shot. Some of the people were trying to leave. They said, "Oh, you need to evacuate. We need to go this way to evacuate," and they were shot. I mean, it's it's just e- evil beyond what any of us can imagine and describe. And these are civilians. These are people who are, yeah, it's awful. And you, you don't hear any of that on the news. Okay, was there anything else here I wanted to show you? Hang on super quick. I want to make sure I have something for you. Okay, this one is tough for me to listen to, but I don't understand why he gets so much glee out of talking about, about war and about the devastation of war. I just, I don't get it. President Trump was on his show. I've never watched him before. And I was, I was horrified at the way he talks. And is it just me? For generations to come? How come Obama doesn't worry about that? Fourth, what about our great country, the United States, which is, by the way, the greatest country in world history ever blessed by God. Did we ever worry during World War II about firebombing German and Japanese cities or dropping atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? It was war. We bombed and bombed till major enemy cities were turned to rubble. We turned the whole Germany into a parking lot. We turned the whole Japan into a parking lot. We killed the enemy and many millions of civilians were collateral damage. We didn't try and kill them, but it just happens in war. Millions of German and Japanese civilians died. That's what happens in a war. 
Obama knows that, yet he only holds Israel and the Jewish people responsible. I was waiting to hear President Trump, and I had to listen to this. And he, am I the only person who sees that he looks like this is fun and games? Yeah, we dropped an atomic bomb. Wasn't that great? And we reduced Germany to a parking lot. Oh, wow. Oh, this is great. I was like, oh, my gosh. What kind, what is this? I think, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I don't understand that mentality. It's very possible President Trump went on his show to, to expose this guy. Because I, I just, I just, I'm sorry. That just doesn't make, I just doesn't, how could he talk about these things with such glee? I just, humanity has to be human. We have to be where we are horrified at this. If you have to bring it up, it's that you are horrified at the devastation, not with such glee. Yeah. President Trump was exposing him, I think. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm telling you. Take that smile off your face. It's nothing to, nothing to laugh about. Nothing to be funny about. Nothing. It's not anything to joke about. All right. So then this guy, I'm not going to show you his picture. He's one of the, this is the one who was saying, leave your home and go, uh, go through this passageway and you'll be, you'll go, you know, be able to, uh, to escape. And the people were shot. Would you leave your home and take your, take a chance of, of, you know, just being a, a, a like a fish in a barrel? Is, is sitting duck they're already in such danger where they are but at least they can go in maybe some of these caves and catacombs to be safe but that's exactly what's happened over the past 75 years to the palestinians they would leave their homes saying oh we you know at the at the butt of a gun or uh, they're saying oh we needed you to leave because it's too dangerous and that's how they ended up on this little postage stamp this small little area with two million people all crowded on onto this open air prison so I want you to see that. That's what's happening. If you go, go on Instagram, you'll, you'll see it. Democide refers to the intentional killing of unarmed or disarmed person by government agents acting in their authoritative capacity and pursuant to government policy or high command. That's democide, different from genocide. So this is a crime against humanity, and this is what will be brought up on military tribunals. I'm very interested to see what's going on. Have we taken back over the United Nations? I find it very interesting that the United Nations had this, this, uh, uh, this, uh, this, what you call it? Um, this vote. See, yeah. And they all, almost all of them voted to cease fire and hold the legal and humanitarian obligations. U S didn't. And, uh, uh, Israel didn't, a few, like 14 did, were against it, but 120 were in favor. Is something happening with the UN now so that it is getting wrestled back into the hands of good people who will run these, is that where the, you know, and all these military tribunals, wherever they're held, in the Hague, wherever it is, is this going to be run? It's clean, it can't be done like it was before in Nuremberg. This has to be where the guilty are punished and gone and serious consequences as President Trump clearly said on the on the what I had just shown you. All right, so um, okay, that was it. Okay, I wanted to show you that. Look at the proud. This is Habakkuk chapter 2. This is clearly in God's word. These people will be left penniless. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves. Their lives are crooked. 
but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Wealth is treacherous and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as the grave and like death, they are never satisfied. In their greed, they've gathered up many nations and swallowed many peoples. This is what, who we're up against. They are, they love, they take glee in swallowing up people. They, they take glee in that and, 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 uh, they're never satisfied. They're never satisfied because they've taken in demons. That's what demons are. They are an incessant, they're from the pits of hell. They, they, their goal is to fill, you know, hell or make hell on earth really. But soon their captives will taunt them and mock them saying, what sorrow awaits you thieves. Let's just keep doing that on the daily, everybody. Suddenly your debtors will take action and turn on you and take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless. This is what we're going to see. This is what uh, I want you to see today. On this video by uh, Scott Martin, M-A-R-10, the number 10, he's talk, he's got a great video. I'm going to show you just a little bit of it in the uh, about the what's going to happen in the financial uh, way to ruin this, the corporation and to, and to have us in um, where the gold, where our currency is backed by gold, not only here, but also all throughout the earth. In fact, the Rothschilds funded both sides of World War I and II before establishing the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. So that's what they're doing now. You, you think, oh, it's Hamas versus Israel. No, they're both the same. They're both, you know, and it doesn't mean the Palestinians are evil. It's their proxies. They use this these as uh, proxies so they can do whatever evil they're wanting to do. They've been doing this for a long, long time, even before World War One and Two, And they established the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. They established a gold standard again for global currencies, which had fallen apart during World War One, as countries hoarded their gold rather than fulfilling their contractual contractual obligations to each other. After World War Two, the U.S. held the largest gold reserves, paving the way for the standard to come. So, how do you bring down the whole corrupt global debt system so you can replace it? You bankrupt the system. This is what he's talking about: ruining the system. This is what he's talking about. As a famous saying goes, when you owe the bank $300,000, you can't pay it back, you're in trouble. But when you owe the bank $300 million and you can't pay it back, then the bank is in trouble. And that's where the banks are right now. They are up to their eyeballs in debt. That's why they want to do a global reset so they can be have all this money for themselves. The Fed will finance a special purpose vehicle for each acronym to conduct these operations. The Treasury, using the Exchange Stabilization Fund, will make an equity investment in each SPV and be in the first lost lost position. What does that mean? In essence, the Treasury, not the Fed, not the Federal Reserve, is buying all the securities and backstopping the loans. The Fed is acting as a banker, providing the financing. The Fed hired BlackRock to purchase. And this scheme is essentially, let me see, I think I'm missing a little bit of that page, to purchase these these, uh, investments. Okay, so this, this is what's happening. President Trump is a genius. He used, and it's not going to talk about this in a second, that he used the COVID to be able to uh, uh, have the bankers, force the bankers, according to our rules and our laws, they have to, it's really was intended to protect the cabal. But this is forced the bankers to um, to finance all of the American companies. Oh, we're in this terrible situation. We need the banks to step up. You wonderful banks, come on, let's do it. And by law, they had to do the PPP loans. But now they have all this debt on them. 
That's what, and, and this is bankrupting the banks. How about that? If you notice right now, the banks are like, I think in the past month, they've lost like down 14%, some down 20%. All right. And that's what it's the reason for it is. That's what he, <laughs> like he said, we're very, very close to this ruin. And that's a good thing to ruin all these banks so that we're set free from their stranglehold. This scheme essentially merged the Fed and the Treasury into one organization. So your new Fed chairman became Donald J. Trump. It's no longer the bankers, but President Trump running the Department of the Treasury. Okay. And you're like, well, then, but the problem is Biden's in there. Is he really? The Exchange Stabilization Fund was a fund set up in 1934. Exchange Stabilization Fund. Most people didn't even know it existed. It was completely controlled by the Treasury and the President, exempt from congressional approval. It was originally set up as a means of intervening in currency markets to benefit the, the U.S. economy, but has since become a program for other countries' central banks when they are in distress. Okay, that's they. That was in. That's what they said. Oh, we're doing this for the for the for the companies in our country in case we get into a, a downturn. But they never did use it for that. They never did use it. They would just use it to fund other company, other countries, okay, instead of American companies. But when all this happened with the COVID, President Trump used this to finance these the companies and bankrupt the banks. How about that? All right, I want you to see that one. And so then um, this is from, if you go on to Freedom Force Battalion uh, on the Telegram, post 514 uh, 51545, you'll be able to see this whole video. It's by uh, at Scotty Martin, the number 10. All right, so I'll show you the other one, this one right here. As I've said many times, this is not talking about the Federal Reserve. It doesn't say gold shall destroy the Fed. It says gold shall destroy F period, E period, D period. I thought it meant the Federal Reserve for a long, long time. But it's the, the F.E.D is an acronym for the Foreign Exchange Banks for Commercial Banks. Foreign Exchange Banks for Commercial Banks. That's, this is a, so that's, I'll, I'll read to you what that means. So since the loan program for other countries, oh, here is the rest of it. Think of it as a permanent bailout for global central banks. But, as I said, President Trump used it to bail out our company, our, our companies in, in America. Instead of bailing out the central banks, Trump used this fund to bail out American companies that were struggling to survive during the pandemic and forced the Federal Reserve to finance all of it. <laughs> our president's such a genius. The Federal Reserve and the U.S. Treasury are now working for the people, not the central bankers, not the bankers. Uh, at some point, the interest payments become too high and you default when we were inevitably going to reach the point of bankruptcy. The, and that's when they said, oh, we'll have to do this reset because you, 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 your country's bankrupt. But now it's the way he structured it. Now the bankers are bankrupt. Do you see the difference? The question is, who is going to go bankrupt? Is the U.S. going to go bankrupt like Germany did after World War I? Or is the global central bank debt system going to go bankrupt? How about that? Our genius president. He's amazing. Here are the four. It's, this is about the foreign exchange swaps. The foreign exchange market is the largest market in the world with U.S. Uh, trillions traded daily. So who uses the foreign exchange swaps? Corporations and financial institutions. A cor accounting rules allow 
forex swaps to not be recorded on the balance sheet so you sit there thinking we're 33 trillion in debt we're more in debt than that can you believe a market that trades trillions of dollars daily and is not required to be on the balance sheet is a massive bubble and they have they have nowhere to turn to get to to do any more trading think about how dangerous this is to a global debt system based on a fiat currency backed by nothing gold will destroy FED. This is where they've done all these trades uh, across the world. What does the foreign exchange department specifically do? The main function of a foreign exchange department is to make money for the bank by speculating whether a particular currency, let's say the, 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 the yen or the, or the, the yuan or the, the, the money from Venezuela, which became worthless. Okay. You do a speculation on that to see and whether it's going to rise or fall. Banks completely compete fiercely with each other using experienced market traders and millions of, I don't think I have the rest of it, millions of, okay, I don't have the rest of it, but anyway, the point is they do all these trades and they are, and it's not even recorded on the bank, uh, the balance sheet, they're like 62 trillion in debt. Each bank has direct links to the main foreign exchange market in the country via dedicated phone lines and computers. The department's contain an array of screens providing constantly updated statistical and analytical data. Complex programs attempt to predict the future movement of currencies and instant de decisions as to whether or the buy, to buy or sell a currency can result in a bank moving or losing, making or losing substantial sums in seconds. The, these foreign exchange departments FED, the foreign exchange departments speculate daily on currencies and can lose hundreds a huge amounts of money in mere seconds. This is a huge risk made much greater with the Rothschilds no longer controlling the Fed and no longer controlling all this currency, losing their ability to manipulate the dollar. They're flying blind, kind of like us. We're like, we don't even know the next day how much eggs are going to be. All right, so now look at this. The, 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 the debt of the FED is $65 trillion, unrecorded debt across the global financial system in U.S. and shadow banks. They're out of money. Thanks to our wonderful President Trump. <laughs> How many people you think know any of this? To put that in perspective, current uh, 2023 global GDP sits at $104 trillion. Secretary of the Treasury and, oh, so this, this guy was saying he worked at a bank and they, would do all, they, they were doing all this speculation and he said, he said, don't use the IMF figures, the World Bank figures, since they were blatantly false. However, the rule of thumb became that these figures were accepted solely for comparison purposes, comparing one country to another country, this value of this currency to another currency. And they were off, but at least they were at least a, a, something for, for comparison. Notably, Geithner, under, under Obama, he transferred $15 trillion to China in 2008 doubling China's GDP in one year, creating China's economic miracle. You heard of that? Oh, well, the economic miracle also was because we sent all of our factories over there. But the point is, this is 2008. And so they, they sent this money through this FED, evil, okay? So um, they sent this over, and he, uh, he was the, uh, the Secretary of the Treasury in 2009. And so it ended the criminal investigation of the, oh, something else. But anyway, I don't know what that was. But the point is, this is how they run this game on us. And, and they have, they've played the game to its ultimate conclusion of bankruptcy. 
But thankfully, it's them being bankrupt and not us. All right, so I want you to see that one. All right, so, oh, here's the, here's the debt. $65 trillion in hidden debt. $65 trillion in hidden debt. Plus the 33. Outrageous. Outrageous. The unrecorded bank debt is growing. This is really at the root of why the banks are in such a, a terrible spot right now. I wouldn't have any in, in investments in, in bank stocks at all. I really don't even like the stock market, but that's, that's me. I think hard assets, real estate is a much better uh, thing to go with that you can somewhat control. How did the, how did Trump defeat the Rothschilds and gain control of the Federal Reserve? It started when Trump was first elected. The post, uh, POTUS appoints the Board of Governors to the Federal Reserve Bank. There are seven governors, and when Trump was elected, there were already two vacancies that Obama had left for Hillary. It was too late for him to get two more approved before President Trump took office. They thought Hillary would never lose. They never thought she was going to lose. And so this really put, put President Trump in a great, great position to put people in these roles on the Federal Reserve. The Fed announced that in previously unannounced meeting, not on official White House calendar, this is in 2019, Fed Chairman Powell met with President Trump and Mnuchin at the White House to discuss the economy, growth, employment, and inflation. But this was not even on the calendar, making the second mark. Uh, second face-to-face -face meeting between the world's two most powerful people amid Trump's relentless criticism of the central bank. As a reminder, Powell had dinner with the president in February, and two have spoke. The two have spoken by telephone since. So that what Mnuchin was the the chairman of the Treasury, and Powell was the F the, of the Federal Reserve, and so they're all meeting together and working all this stuff out. That's that's really what this was about. Okay, so then um, it says the. The powerful Federal Reserve Bank, FRB, is now subordinate to the U.S. Secretary of the Treasury, who will replace the powers of the FRB with a Treasury staff element, much like the Office of the Controller of the Currency. Yellen is rumored to soon be replaced as Secretary Treasurer. Treasury Secretary. Her replacement is predicted to be Brian Moynihan, currently the CEO of the Bank of America. Interestingly, Bank of America is the bank selected to redeem the Trump gold-backed currency. We're, we're moving from this fiat currency, this fake funny money that they've been using to fund all other countries and do all the kickbacks and all this fake stuff and, and, and up to our eyeballs in debt. Now the currency in America and all over the world will be backed by gold. That's 650 plane loads of gold. And this Bank of America CEO Moynihan will redeem the Trump-backed, gold-backed currency at some point, maybe the 17th. I don't know when, but this is what he's done. There's, this is, there's no doubt this is evidence of what he has done. And so this is the Treasury certificates redeemable in gold or silver. How about that? How about that? All right, so... Um, our currency system then reverts to that which existed prior to the FDR debacle. Specifically, the U.S. Treasury certificates will be redeemable in gold or silver, and the U.S. dollar will once again be the most valuable, stable currency in the world. There you go. This is what we're headed for, you guys. Uh, gold. Uh, this is what it says clearly in Habakkuk, that we're, we will, our debtors, we're the debtors. We're going to take action on them and take everything they have while they stand trembling and helpless. This is what the Lord said in his word, and this is what President Trump has worked out. 
absolutely amazing. So if you can definitely check into that, that's uh, starting on, again, uh, on the Telegram, Freedom Force Battalion, post 51545. All right. Oh, my goodness. This one I wanted to show you. And my time is, oh, so close. I've gone over time, but that's okay. I want you to hear this. This is about the nerves. They lied to us. They said nerves can't be repaired. Nerves can't be healed. That was a big, fat lie. And listen to this wonderful uh, thing that this girl has figured out about nerves. This is so cool. I want you to hear it. I'm ago, almost 20 years, when I was a PhD student. God had me take a neuroscience class. I didn't have to take one, but he told me to take it as an elective. I, was I took it. And on one of the first sessions of, of the class, I saw a picture of a neuron for the first time. Everybody know what a neuron is? A neuron is a, is a nerve cell. It is the building block of those thoughts that you love. And every day our neurons pass messages with each other like telephone game to form the thought. And you have about 70,000 thoughts a day. And so one day I was learning this thing in class. I looked at this neuron and it blew me away. Can you guys show us, show me that, that slide so they can see it? Let me run this through. There it be. On the left is a neuron. On the right is a seedling. Neuron, seedling. Now I believe Romans 1.20 says, that which may be known of God is clearly seen, being understood by the things that he made. And so if my Bible is true and every man be a liar, then God had to have been intentional Having made plants on the third day and us on the sixth day, either God accidentally reused the mold, he got bored, he got distracted, or for some reason he chose for my neurons to look like plants. Every single day of creation is insight into how we are biologically constructed. Cool. Every day. And on the third day, he made plants, which taught us about our minds. Not only did he plant a garden for us, he planted a garden within us. There's billions of these plants all over your body. And when I saw that, I got so excited because like all of you, I wanted some revelation about the mind. Yes, God, tell me. You're getting ready to show me something about the mind. And the Holy Spirit says, slow down. Where is the plant planted? You're so concerned with the plant, but where's the plant planted? It's called a plant. You can't define it outside of planted. Like, it's dead without where it's at. And so that's when God showed me in the parable of the sower that Jesus calls the soil the heart. But then he showed me something else in the body because we talk about the heart as a metaphor and our emotions. But then he showed me, go look at the heart. Can you show me the next slide? There it is. In Genesis chapter 2, we get a little recap of creation. And it says that God created man. He formed man in Eden. And then he planted him. He put him, planted him, put him in a garden. Planted eastward in Eden. He formed him in Eden, then put him in the garden. He wasn't formed in the garden. He was formed outside of the garden. The garden was in a perfect, was perfect, but the rest of the land was, well, this is, anyway, he put him in the garden. Now, everybody put your left arm out. That's the east side of your body. Now put your hand on your heart. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And then it says that a river flowed into the garden to water it. And that when the river left the garden, it broke into one, two, three, four rivers. Oh, they can tell me what they want to in biology class. They can tell me it don't have nothing to do with religion. But my God made me with his fingers. He planted the garden eastward in Eden. This is your heart. The holy of holies and the temple that you are is your heart. This is where God walked with them and talked with them and told them they were his own. And it's in your body. And so, and oh, it gets better. And if a seed was planted by these rivers of water, then, next slide, the roots would grow down and the branches and the leaves would grow up and on top of the tree there would be a fruit. 
I would like to introduce you to a division of your autonomic nervous system called the parasympathetic nervous system. This is the parasympathetic nervous system. It is a tree of life in the center of the garden that you are. And this nervous system, this portion of the nervous system, activates to bring us into a state of peace for us to experience love. It slows down our heart. It slows down our breathing. It helps us sleep well. It helps us digest our food. It helps us feel connected to other people. It gives us creative ideas. It causes peace and love to flow between me and other people. When this tree of life is thriving, I am well. How about that? How about that? I keep talking about the nerves and I was so glad that I somehow came across this. Thank you, Lord, for directing me to this because this is integral to who we are. And they told us, this is the reason they told us nerves could not be healed. Nerves could not be repaired. And that is not true because it's so important. Your parasympathetic nervous system is what helps you to be able to think clearly and to, to feel at peace and to feel connected to each other and to the Lord. So important. They did not want any of that. They didn't want us to be able to think. They didn't want us to be able to Yes, they wanted us to be in pain. Yes, because that's that's part of it. This is really what goes back to uh, the CBD. This is the the this part of this is the is the is your your regular nervous system and also your parasympathetic nervous system, and that helps you to be calm and at peace and have your heart you know relaxing and not like speeding and, and anxious and anxiety and depression and bipolar. So this is what's so wonderful when when we treat our nerves. With, with what God intended us to have in our in our soil, which they removed CBD from our soil. This is what uh, we we have this re, the restoration, and that, like that beautiful plant, our body is basically this this plant of nerves that are that are electric. It's like an electrical plant. How cool is that? So I thought that was super super cool. If you haven't looked into this, please look into it. Also, the the serotonin is brain food. It is amazing as well as the, um, as the amino acids go and check this out is on freedomforce.live slash depression. Okay. And because people have had all this mental illness, president Trump knows all this. And so, you know, he's talking in mental institutions. I believe we will in the millennial kingdom, we will clean out, clear out all of these mental institutions because people will have their nerves treated where they'll their nurse will work again their nurse will be restored it maybe takes a little while but our our bodies have been starving our nerves have been starving and so really just just take care of your nervous system and this will help in so many ways help you with uh, with with healing everything um dr laura and i are going to do a video about all that she's done for me I'm so thankful of doing, you know, all the neural, uh, the, the health healing things, but I've also had neural therapy. So that's another big part. But if you want to check into this videos here about pain-free, but it's also people being healed of just so many, so many maladies, just really because if the nerves are serving that part properly, then it's going to work properly. It's really amazing. Really. So, so many amazing, uh, testimonies. So and also just make sure that the, the toxins that we've had in our homes and with the products we've been using, the Cabal products, has has caused a lot of this. So we've got to, first of all, detox. Because if the more you, it makes it harder for your nerves to work if they're coated in toxins. So remove them, detox, use the, the zeolite detox. I know I'm, I sound like a broken record, but it's so important that you detox and that you don't 
in, uh, inject any more toxins into your system. Check, check this out, Patriot Switch Boycott, the, the um, freedomforce.live slash boycott or boycott cabal. Either one will take you there so you can learn how to get out of their system of, of to toxic products for your personal hair care products, your, your body products. Your, I, I'm, I'm not making money off this. I'm just trying to get uh, products for you guys that are not hurting your bodies. It's, it's really a beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Love having the healing that we've been waiting for. And we're not waiting on any government to tell us. We are finding the answers ourselves. The Lord is showing us each day how to do it. That's what our, our brain should be looking like. And But if, if they're coated in toxins, they, they can't send the message. This, I think, can stop. I really do think this can stop Alzheimer's. I think it can stop all kinds of issues that we have like there's no need for us to have this debilitating issues if we can if we can detox all this out of our system and re restore our nerves like they were supposed to be we can have this longevity and that's where we're going we're going to live as long as trees as trees isn't that beautiful how the lord said we'll live as long as trees as long as a plant we'll have our our tree nourished We'll have what we need. This is really the answer. I'm, I'm so thankful. I've now had several friends who've come and said that they are doing so much better. Their symptoms of depression and bipolar and anxiety have, have either are gone or lessened. It's amazing. So, so exciting. Um, yeah, don't forget. Don't check out Mike Lindell over on MyPillow.com. We're getting sheets and towels for everybody for Christmas. It's, it's, we're there. It's time to start getting our Christmas together. But this is a way we can help Mike Lindell help to fight the election fraud. And we can also get great products for our family. I'm telling you, my family, I got them sheets last year. They're like, we want them again this year. So that's what I'm doing. Um, all right. I think that's everything. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord. We praise you that your, your word is amazing. And you have told us so many things in your word. We just didn't, we didn't see it before. And now you've, uh, you've awakened us with this great awakening. And we're able to see things we never could see before and hear things we never could hear before. Thank you for our wonderful president, our genius president, who knew how to, uh, to, to leave them holding all the debt. <laughs> It's really funny. Lord, we pray for everyone who's in harm's way. We pray you'll protect them, cover them with a shield. I pray that everything that they that the enemy tries to do will fail miserably. I pray that very soon they will be arrested. We trust your plan, Lord. We trust your timing. And we know it all has to go exactly according to timing. We're going to keep fighting no matter what. But we just ask you to uh, just bring it. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Please do this quickly so that we can be set free from these criminals. I pray for everyone in our battalion. I pray you continue to give them the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Give them the words in their mouths to speak. Give them the protection. Give them the uh, the funding that they need to, so that they can fund, help other other wonderful patriots and take care of their bodies and, and maybe even take care of someone who is in need at this time. Uh, I pray, that you, Lord, that you would um, just provide every need uh, that we have and as you always do and thank you for your great love for us that you bought all this for us on the cross you bought all this so that the, all the world will be free because you didn't want just this uh just your people free in, in in israel you wanted us to be free all over the world that's why you sent us into all the world to preach the gospel so the whole world will be free as you said in your word the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the lord as the waters fill the sea we can't even wait 
we can't even wait. Thank you that you've allowed us to be a part of this, to be part of your army and to see this happen in our day. What an honor, what a blessing. And we thank you. And uh, we just, we bless your name. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. I love you guys so much. I got to jet out of here and I will talk to you later.